Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is with Pastor Rudy Logo of Reclaim Church in San Antonio, Texas, in a message he's entitled, Arise and Go. Enjoy this message. Amen. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Now, can we give Jesus some praise? Come on. God is so good. Man, it's always good to come back to home to, to Mama Church. Amen. Man, I'm so you can take your seat. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Man, I'm, I'm just so honored to be here today. Uh, thankful to my pastors, Pastors Omar, Sister Letty. Everybody's just been so great to me. Uh, the, the pastoral staff, the hospitality staff, come on. Oh, I couldn't believe. They treat me so nice. I've never been so honored. Amen. I just felt so blessed. And, and thank you all because I know, man, I'm amazed because I know a lot of you, but I don't know a lot of you either. And it's, it's so amazing to see what God is doing, even during the pandemic. I mean, you know what I mean. Praise the Lord. But uh, I'm just so grateful to be here tonight. Um, and uh, God has been something on my heart. But I just want to share a little bit because, so I don't know a lot of you. And so I just want to share, he's right, in uh, August 2019. August 2019 was when we got sent out. And um, it was... I didn't know what to expect, but before I do that, though, I'll be remiss if I don't re- mention my Reclaim family. They're online tonight. Uh, Reclaim San Antonio, I love you. I miss you. We're, we're doing big things for the kingdom. Amen. They're having a watch party right now. They had prayer tonight on Wednesday night, and now they're gathered around having a watch party, watching tonight, supporting what's going on. I'm just so blessed by them. Love you guys. Um, but anyways, oh man, I'm getting all choked up here. I uh, just love my church family, love you guys, and just thank you for your prayers. But yes, two years ago, when uh, I got asked to, 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 to go out, and I said, I wanted to go out. I didn't, I, he, we mentioned San Antonio, and I was in the Air Force 30 years ago in San Antonio. I always loved San Antonio. Uh, I always felt like I was going to retire there one day, but I didn't know it would be to plant a church. And... Uh, I know that I've always joked with my wife and I said, not really joking, but uh, my mother's side of the family is from New Mexico. So Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I always loved, you know, just the, the culture there and everything. But something was calling me to San Antonio. So we were starting works in Austin. And I said, you know what? Uh, I, to my wife, I, I think I'm filling San Antonio, but we don't know if we're going to get asked to go out. And when, when Pastor Omar asked, it was on my heart. And San Antonio, if you don't know, is the military city. So there's a lot of joint services there. There's Army, Air Force, there's different ones there. And oh, it was just on my heart. And I, I think I even told Pastor Omar that I know God's going to send a military, uh, active duty, some veterans, and just people from all ages, our, all groups. And we're seeing a move there. We're seeing a move there. I... The last time I was here, we were about to launch. We launched on October 18th, 2020. And we had some workers there, and, and it, believe me, it was a tough time. We didn't know what was going to happen, if they were going to close it down, but we kept going, we kept going. And the crazy thing is that a, 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 Jew, a Messianic Jewish synagogue leased us a space. And they said, we only have the afternoon, and I said, we'll take it. And I didn't know how it was going to happen, or I don't know, because in that time you couldn't outreach, and you couldn't do certain things, but God just started sending people. Word of mouth was spreading, and people were coming, and people were coming. And so eight months ago, we started, and this past Sunday, we had our first water baptism. 
and, and we had 10 water baptisms. And, I, and, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll go over it more when we get to the REACH conference. Amy, who's excited about the REACH conference? Come on. We're so excited that we have a number of families coming from San Antonio. So much so they've committed, they've already paid for their rooms at the Marriott. Who's paid for the rooms at the Marriott? Amen. Come on. San Antonio, they're making sure they got a spot. Can I tell you that when they watch online, they see what's going on in this house in Paramount. They're excited. I always told them they're a part of, part of something much bigger. I told them I came out of uh, uh, Paramount, and I said, man, it's a thriving church. It's a Holy Ghost-filled church. There's prayer warriors there doing things for the Lord. And so they would watch online. They would even log on what Pastor Rob would do, the BCBI classes. They wanted to see what was going on. And believe me, these people came because they knew they needed something more. We have some military people in there. We have some people that, that have been hurt by church and a lot of different things, but they've come. And we're establishing a culture there is that it's all about relationship. First with Jesus and then with each other. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, and, and, and you see what God is doing they're working together to get the work done. Because how many know it takes work to make it work? Come on. And so I'm, I'm going to start to preach, but I just want to share a little bit about that. We're excited about the REACH conference. Uh, we have a number of families coming. I'm sure you're going to embrace them. They're, they're coming so excited. They've never been to uh, a church conference. So some of them are driving and some are flying. They're so excited. I just hope that this, the same momentum is here because they're, we're excited in San Antonio. And I'm excited to introduce my family to my new family as well. You have more brothers and sisters that are waiting to meet you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to get started, but I, I'm, I'm, just so, I'm just so blessed to be here. And I thought I was going to get choked up, but I'm trying not to. Just trying to focus on what God is doing. Amen. But um, this past Sunday, as we know, was, was, was Freedom Sunday. And I think every church in America was talking about, you know, Freedom Sunday. Amen. And I'm sure you got it here. I watched a little bit of the message, uh, an awesome message. But I'm just so grateful that we live in the land of the free. We have the freedom. You know, this, our country was established on freedom. When they came to, to, to America and, and they, they fought for their, their freedom, they wanted to have freedom of liberty, freedom of, uh, of, 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 of religion. They wanted all these things to worship the Lord. And that's all great and everything, and I love those things, but you can see in an instant, in a pandemic, how that can change. They can start taking away all those liberties, where you can worship, when you can open your mouth to worship, all these things. And I thought about how we have freedom in Christ. And that's not my message tonight, but I just want to share a little bit about that because I thought it's so important because a lot of times we stay bound in our struggles. And we, the, the reality is we have freedom from our sin, from our doubt, from our shame from our fear come on and we know the Lord brings healing we know the Lord brings healing and, and we know this scripture I'm going to share a couple of scripture we know this scripture but do we believe it in 2 Corinthians 3 17 I didn't give him this scripture but I'm going to read it it says for the for the Lord is the spirit and whenever the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom amen there is freedom in this house there is freedom in this house so embrace it whatever you're going through embrace the freedom that's here don't hold on to your struggle. Hold on to the freedom that Christ gives you from the bondage, the shame. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you've done. You have freedom in Christ if you want it. In Psalms 118.5, it says, In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Psalms 119.45 says, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. 
And so the thing is, the reason I wanted to share that because we get bound up and we get stuck in our struggle. We get stuck worried about the future. We get stuck worried what's gonna happen next. We get stuck worried about all these things that haven't happened. And the thing is, our enemy wants us to stay there. And the problem is, you know, we know what happens when we do to ourselves? We remind ourselves of our past. We remind ourselves and we think we're not good enough. We, we, we struggle with sin. All those things, the enemy will lie to you and try to rob you of your freedoms. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come so they may have life and they may have life more what? More abundantly, and that's a promise to you. I want you to believe that tonight. I want you to accept it. I want you to live it and I want you to obey it. The word of God is for you. The spirit of the Lord gives you freedom. It sets you free. It sets you free. It's by no accident you're here tonight. You might've been coming and coming and you've made it here. Everything that could have distracted you, hindered you from coming tonight, you pushed through, you you persevered, and you came because God had a plan tonight. And I expect tonight, I expect tonight that if you open your hearts, you will receive all of what God has for you. Expect your blessings tonight, amen? Amen, amen. So I'm gonna preach tonight. I'm gonna, my title tonight is Arise and Go. And it's a little different than what you're thinking, right? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna get into it, but my main text tonight is out of the book of Acts chapter eight. If you have your Bible or a Bible app, uh, Acts chapter eight, and I'm gonna read this passage in verse 26 to 39. Before I get into it, I just wanna pray and I want you to pray with me. And let's just believe God for a mighty move of his spirit, a mighty move. Expect it tonight, whatever you're going through, just, just bottle it up, put it in a bag and get rid of it. Toss it aside, toss it at the altar and leave it here. I will just free your minds tonight. So let's pray. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your spirit and your presence in this place. I thank you, Lord, because where your spirit is, there is freedom. I thank you, Lord, that you meet us every time. I thank you, Lord, that you hear every prayer request. You hear, you know, every person. You know every need in this place. I thank you that you love every person in here. It doesn't matter what they've done, where they've come from, where they've been. They're here in your presence. And I pray tonight that they receive all that you have. I pray tonight you remove every distraction from our minds and just pour into us. Pour into us tonight, Lord. Let your word minister to our hearts and build up our faith. And build up our faith tonight. We thank you and love you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. He's good. He's good. So I'm, I'm going to share a couple of thoughts here, but I want to talk about uh, 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 Philip in the Bible, one of the disciples of Jesus. And, and there was a time uh, when, when, right when, after Jesus uh, ascended to heaven and there was revival breaking out, people were getting saved. And then they're in Samaria, a most, uh, an unlikely place for revival. And they're having a lot of revival there. They're seeing signs and wonders. All these great things are happening. People are getting healed. So, so the momentum is building up and they're excited and all these different things. And all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord tells Philip to go. He says, he sends an angel of the Lord to go. And so I'm going to read, if you have your Bibles or your Bible app, uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. It's going to be up here, but I'm going to read it. It says this in verse 26. It says, now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go. Say that with me. Arise and go. Toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. 
So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shears is silent, he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And he will declare his generation. For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? And then Philip opened his mouth. And beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water. He baptized them. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Man, I love that story because it relates to what I'm going to talk about, like just people coming to church. It relates to, when you you look at this story, everything he was saying was an opportunity for us. I I, I pray that this word just, you open up and let it minister to you tonight. Because in that town uh, or that place in Samaria, there was revival happening. It was on fire. It was awesome to be there because people were were receiving Jesus. They were excited. They, all these good things, signs and wonders. How many like to see answered prayer? How many, how many like to see miracles? The blind eye open. The lame would walk. All these things. It's exciting. It's exciting. God was moving powerfully. There was a powerful work going on. And Philip was leading these people. He was leading them. He was there. He was preaching the good news of Jesus. And so Peter and John were in Jerusalem, but they heard all was going on, so they wanted to go over there. So they wanted to go, and they showed up, and they laid hands on these new believers. It was exciting. There was power coming upon them. And then the angel of the Lord said to Philip, arise and go, because there's a man. There's a man God wanted to reach. There was a man that God wanted to reach, and he knew he needed an upgrade. But I, that wasn't in my notes, but I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, God wanted to reach a man because he needed an upgrade. See, we don't know what this man was going through. All we know is that in the Bible it says that he went to Jerusalem to worship. So what that's saying to me is he, he went to church to worship. He went there, but something was missing when he left. All we know that he wasn't satisfied. Come on, listen to me. That Ethiopian man, a man of great authority... He had, he had went to Jerusalem to worship God. Probably he believed, but he still wasn't satisfied. Maybe he was a little confused. You see, God knows our heart. He knows when we're not satisfied. He knows when something is not right with you. He knows that. He knows when you're confused or you're questioning. He knows all these things. So in this story, the, the man was probably confused, and rightly so. He was in Jerusalem where the, the Jewish leaders, they were confused as well. They were divided on their stance on the passage to heaven. They were divided if Jesus was the Messiah. They were divided. So he's going to worship, and all these people have different views. So imagine his confusion when he leaves. Oh, I'm worshiping God, but some say Jesus is the Messiah, but some don't believe. And these are all religious people. 
These are all church people. And so it's understandable he's kind of confused. And, and I say that because sometimes, come on, sometimes we can come to church. We can come to a powerful worship service. We can, we can leave a little unsatisfied, maybe even a little confused. And maybe because we're thinking about our upbringing. Maybe we're thinking about the things that we've been through. Maybe we want more information. We're hungry because we want to know more. We want to know everything right away. We want to skip the process and all of a sudden just be this holy person. Or maybe they come to church and they see brothers and sisters arguing or they don't like each other or they're talking about each other or they're gossiping. But not not this church. I'm just saying. Sometimes we come to church and we're seeing all these other things other than Jesus because our eyes are on everything else but Jesus. And so what I'm saying, so this man was seeking God. He wanted to know more. How do I know that? He was reading God's word. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. See, when someone seeks God, God listens and God draws people in. See, that eunuch went to Jerusalem to worship God, but he left and he began to read and read. And all of a sudden, somebody shows up. You see, I equate this to sometimes, sometimes when we're going through things, right? Sometimes, uh, and, 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 and we're getting better, but we're just like, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure things out. Um, I, I know that, uh, uh, I'm supposed to be in church. I'm all these different things, but then God will send people to us and we kind of just brush them off like, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through right now. Or on the, on the flip side, you'll be there and all of a sudden God will speak to you and say, hey, go talk to this person. But you're like, ah, oh, that's probably from me. Go pray for this person. Ah, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, somebody else will do it. You see, the spirit of the Lord sent Philip. He sent a man willing. And what happened when he said go? It says Philip ran. He ran because it's an honor to be used by God, right? It's an honor to be used by God. I'm, I'm telling this because there are times when, and even I've been there, when I'll feel like I should pray for this person, but I'm like, ah, oh, let me hold off right now because it's somebody in the store. We're in the mall, right? Or I'm like, ah, oh, maybe you know, I should help this guy somehow. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know. It's, but it feels like I should, but I don't. And, and I dismiss it. Can I tell you this? That the enemy will never tell you to go pray for somebody. The enemy will never tell you to encourage somebody. An enemy will never tell you to go help somebody. He'll never do that. Amen. All he does is what? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy all the time. So we know this. We know that God sent this man, Philip, to talk to this man. He wanted to reach this man. He wanted to. And Philip was so excited, he ran. And I know, I know there's some brothers and sisters here. When you feel that come upon you, you get excited. You get excited. You want to pray for people. You get excited, and, and you can see it. That's the thing we should do. Be sensitive to, to what God is doing. There's an urgency behind it. It's an honor to be used by God. But I say this because sometimes Christians, sometimes they don't believe they're hearing from God. They don't believe it because they think about themselves. They know themselves, and they don't go because they feel like, ah, you know, I, I'm still not perfect. You'll never be perfect, right? Not right now anyways. They're going through things, so they feel maybe God's not going to use me right now because I'm struggling right now. Uh, God, God can use somebody else. I, I don't know if I can do it or not. All these different things, that's not of God. See, I, I, would, I would encourage you today, when you feel prompted and led to pray for somebody, do it. To help somebody. To encourage somebody. Some of you have that gift of encouragement that you could use, but you hold back because of what you're struggling with, what you're dealing, dealing with. See, this happens all the time. 
And we can, and sometimes, so I would encourage you not to go that route. Don't get discouraged by those things that you feel like, oh, you think it's you, but when God wants to use you, God wants to use you. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to, to the Father except through me. I want you to know that, that you have the answer with you. Uh, no matter how you feel, Jesus is still the answer, and he's still on the throne. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Don't give up on yourself. He doesn't give up on you. See, Philip asked a simple question to the eunuch. He asked him, do you understand what you're reading? And sometimes that's all that's needed. To start a conversation. You know, sometimes you just ask somebody, hey, you know, oh, do you go to church? Do you have a Bible? Simple things. Because sometimes you say, well, I don't, know, I don't know what to say to this person. Just ask them how they're doing. And watch what happens. You'll be surprised at their response. You see, Philip, uh, he asked him if he understood what he was reading. And this is what he says in Acts chapter 8, verse 31. He said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come and sit with him. So many times people are just waiting for you to ask. Ask them if they understand. Ask them if you can help them. And that moment, Philip began to evangelize. He got so, he got so excited that when, when, they, when, when the eunuch said, come up and sit here, he got excited about it. And right when he said that, he goes, uh, 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 he began to preach to him and, and talk about Jesus because he says, how can I unless somebody shows me? And he said, I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I know, I know that as long as I talk about Jesus, I'm going to give him the right answer. It says 30, in 35 that Philip opened his mouth and, be, and beginning at this scripture, preached, preached Jesus to him. See, God has equipped you. God has equipped all these people. God has equipped his church. I'm telling you, there's people in here. Some of you called to be pastors. Some of you are called to be different leaders, to be teachers, to all these things. God has equipped you in his body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12, it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now I'm gonna let you know something that, that, I, that I spoke to my church about and, 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 I, and I, I love my, my, my brothers and sisters that reclaim San Antonio and, and they know that I don't, we speak truth, you know, and, and just like here, I came from this church and I, I know Pastor Omar, when he discipled me, you know, we, we just preached, it. even the, the truth hurts sometimes, but it's worth it. Can I tell you this? Because so many times my, and, and being a new pastor out, pioneering and all these different things, I've come across a lot of people, a lot of people that have been church hurt, a lot of people that just don't believe, a lot of people that have been to church and, and then they go through the motions, they know how to play church very well. But that's the extent of it. And they tell me, Pastor, you know what? I'm not that spiritual, but I, I go to church and I, I, I support the church. I do all these things. But they never allow themselves to be ministered to. You see, people who are not spiritual can't receive truths from God's spirit. And I'm going to show you in scripture where it says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. It says, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. So I'm telling you, this is a Spirit-filled church. We speak truth here. Your pastors speak truth here. If you want to receive it, allow yourself. Allow it. Be vulnerable. Let the Lord touch you. 
Let the Lord just pour into you. You see, uh, Philip explained to him the truths of God because he was led by the Spirit. And, and the eunuch was seeking God. He was seeking God. He, he was trying to understand. And God used a man that, that was willing to go. See, the thing is that the Holy Spirit will draw God's people and give understanding. But can I tell you this? It's not enough to just know Scripture. You have to make a choice to obey it, to live it, to choose an upgrade. Oh, come on now. To choose an upgrade. Praise the Lord. I love that series. Upgrade. Amen. See, we want to know God's will for our lives, right? We want to know God's will. We want to know uh, what God's plan is for our life. We want to know these things. But when God reveals it, what happens then? What happens then when God reveals it? What do you do with it? Do you arise and go? See, what I'm talking about, it doesn't mean just arise and go start a church. It means arise and go talk to your family about Jesus. Arise and go talk to the lost. Arise and go talk and preach the gospel. Arise and go start something new, a new ministry. Be, be available. Arise and go. Arise and go do something because Jesus can use you. I want to encourage you, everyone in here, everyone in here, you came today because God led you here. You came today because God made the opportunity to be in church tonight. You could have been somewhere else, but God made a way for you to be here. When the angel of the Lord said, arise and go, Philip ran. He knew it was going to be something special. He knew what was going to happen. And I imagine this story, I think about it, because he says, arise and go to the south. There's a chariot right there. And the Bible says he ran. He's running. He's right, right, he's right alongside the chariot talking to the guy. The guy's reading, and he's talking. You understand what you're reading? How, how weird does that sound to me? I, I, just, I imagine that picture. He's there. He's probably running over there. He's probably out of breath, or maybe he was in good shape. I don't know. I don't know if he's in good shape or not. But he's there, and he's asking, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch says, how can I, unless somebody explains it to me? And I'm telling you, you know people in your life that want to know. They wanna, they're watching your life. They're watching you. They're saying, man, God's doing something different in their lives. But maybe it's just a fad. Maybe it's temporary. But you show them different, and you keep going. You show them different because you keep coming. You keep coming, and you keep coming. God's going to use that. You see, God's will for your life, it changes you if you allow it to. I say this sometimes because I know this was me in the beginning. I used to take notes. I always took notes when I came to church. I always wanted to know what the pastors were saying. I always wanted to write them down. A lot of messages I preach in my church are from my messages that I learned here. So a lot of times when I'm speaking, and uh, a few months ago when I, I brought uh, Mackenzie and, uh, and Emmanuel with me here, they, they wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to show them. Every, I mean, so many times they're talking to Pastor Omar or people in the church, and they go, oh, you say that all the time. As I learned from my pastor. Oh, I've heard that word before or something like that. They always say it because I, 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 I learned from my pastor. I, I want him to impart it to me, and I listened. I took notes. But here's the thing. I used to take notes of what God was going to do in my life. If we're not careful, God's will will stay in your notes and not in your heart. I know because I've been there. It'll come in my heart where I'll, I'll, I know I'm called to do things. I know I'm called to, to teach a Bible study. And my first Bible study leader, he asked me to teach. I said, I don't want to teach. I want to come just watch. I, I didn't want to teach. And, and little did I know, God's plan had started then. 
And I remember he, he asked me again. He didn't give up on me. He asked me again, hey, I want you to teach. And what do you think? And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't want to, but I want to be obedient. And he goes, that's good enough for me. I didn't know at that time. I knew God was calling me, but I didn't, know, I didn't know to what. I didn't know to what extent. I was just there to watch, to spectate, to see what everybody else was doing, to find a wife. No, I'm just kidding. I did find her in Bible study, but praise the Lord. Favor is not fair. Praise the Lord. But I wanted to know more. And, and, I, and I, so I went to Bible study. I wanted to be a part of what God was doing. Can I tell you, it's not enough to just know Scripture. You have to obey it. It's not enough that you say, oh, I go to church, I pray, all this stuff. I read the Bible all the time. Live it. Be that testimony. People want what you have. People are waiting for you to give up. Don't give them that pleasure. Don't give up. Keep going. God is God, and God is still good. He's good no matter what. Come on. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing is that in August 2019, uh, my pastor said, you know, you know we're, we're filling it, and, and, and we got sent to San Antonio. And he said, okay, maybe we'll go out there maybe in March or April of 2020. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. But then I'm excited, and I wanted to go. I, wanted, I was ready. My wife, we're ready. We're getting sent out. And, and then so we started look, looking at my, I went to my job. I resigned my job. And, then, and he's like, why'd you, res- why'd you do that already? And I'm like, I don't know. We just got to go. <laughs> he said, when are you leaving? I said, I think December. And he's like, what? I said, I don't know. I just feel it. So we went and bought a house. He said, let's just buy a house. We bought a house. That way we, there's no turning back. Can I tell you? So we got there on December 31st, 2019. We got there. And so in January, we're starting. We're, we're just, you know, enjoying it, tr- trying to meet people. We're saying, okay, we're brand new. Just enjoy it. Just sit back and, and, and just integrate into the city and then all of a sudden, the pandemic hits. And on March 15th is when they, when they shut down uh, San Antonio. But that's the same day we had our first vision night. And two people got saved. Two people got saved. I told my wife, if we would have never left in December, we would have never left. If we would have stayed till March or April, we would have never left. I don't know why I was feeling so strong we had to leave before the end of the year. I just knew, oh, we have to go. We went out there. My wife never had been to Texas. Uh, I was smart about it. I made sure we went in the fall because it's hot in the summer. <laughs> like right now, it's real hot in the summer. But she's like, the weather's not bad here. It's October. It's nice. It's not bad, babe. Why would I take you somewhere like that? But, babe, remember, in summer, God sent us. God sent us. And thank God he did. But you know what? Thank God for my wife. Thank God that she trusts me as I hear from the Lord. When I said, babe, we should go now, she's like, if you're hearing from the Lord, Pastor Omar says March. I'm like, oh, God or Pastor Omar? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I say that now as a joke, but I used to say, you know that saying, what would Jesus do? I literally said, what would Pastor Omar do? I used to say that because I respected him. I watched him, and I wanted to live the way he lived. I would watch him, 
And, and, and I said, man, he's always there at church. He's always praying. What do I got to do? Always got to be in church and always got to be praying. And then look what the Lord did. Why? Why did he do it? Because he loves me. But he loves you too. So whenever you have something on your heart that you want to do, but you feel you can't, that's a lie of the enemy. Because with God, all things are possible. And, and tonight, God wanted me to come here to encourage my brothers and sisters. I came here. So I'm, I'm here because uh, uh, I'm attending a celebration of life for my brother Ralph uh, that passed away recently. Um, and I, I did a celebration of life in Texas, but now he's from Los Angeles. So I'm here to do that on, on Saturday. But I wanted to come through, but I know every time I come here, you know, I see so many faces. I know a lot of you, my, my, my brothers and sisters, and there's a lot of you I don't know, and I, and I want to know because, man, you don't know how special a place you're in. Can I tell you, even when I was here, I didn't realize how special it was. I didn't realize how God was moving so powerfully. Sometimes it was about, about me. I don't feel this. I don't feel this, and, and, I, and I'm not getting my way, and I should have done this already, but I'm not getting it. Sometimes we can do that to ourselves. Those are lives from the pit of hell. I'm telling you, God will use everything that you go through for his purpose and glory. And the reason I know that now is because I'm living it. I see now in San Antonio, oh, that's why Pastor Omar did that. Oh, that's why he says that. Oh, that's why he says favor is not fair. All these different things... What you're going through now, if you allow God, he will use it for his glory. All those things right now, whatever you're going through right now, God knows. God knows. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you. I'm going to read this last story right here. And you've probably heard it before. I, I probably heard it from Pastor Omar. <laughs> but I was reminded of it. And it was so precious to me because, believe me, uh, planning a church is one of the greatest things you'll ever do. I encourage every one of you, when God speaks to you about that, don't give up on it. Because God will do a mighty work even when you don't see it. So our, our theme scripture for Reclaim San Antonio is Isaiah forty three nineteen. For I'm about to do something new. I've already begun. Don't you see it? So we started off saying, I preached the message, something new. That was something new because in, in Texas and in San Antonio, there's a church on every corner. I'm like, well, we, why are we here? There's a church on every corner. There's nobody left to come to our church. But God said, I've already begun. Don't you see it? And then two people got saved in our first vision night. And I started seeing what God was doing in a pandemic uh, we were, you know, having a, a prayer night once a week, and, and I was like, well, let's just do a prayer night. Let's, let's reach people. I don't know how we're going to do it, but everybody invite somebody. And so we'd, I'd have people just text people that they knew that they might come and join a, a Zoom meeting. And then one time, uh, my brother texted somebody, and he got a, re a response that said, oh, I'm sorry, you got the wrong number, but can I join your prayer night? <laughs> and we said, Amen. She said, she said I, I just moved from Houston to San Antonio. I don't know anybody. I'm a mother of three kids. She needed somebody during that time, and we were there for her. And it's an amazing thing what God does and, and the people that he brings. Can I tell you that uh, I know it's not a numbers thing, but when you see it, it's exciting. When you see growth, it's exciting. And I remember when we started, we saw it was like five or ten of us that we, we would always meet. 
And then all of a sudden there was 20 of us, and there was 30 of us, and then there was 40 of us. And we're like, where are these people coming from? We haven't outreached yet. <laughs> and it's a crazy thing to see when, when people that you don't know are coming because they heard about you online or somebody referred them. And, 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 or, you know, just, I don't know. I, I, the majority of the people there, I didn't invite, but they're there. And can I tell you, this work, it, it took off because I know me and my pastor talked about it. And we're like, I don't know if I should open or not, but I feel like we, I should. And, and I, I think that if I do, and we're thinking, what, what if they close you down? And I'm like, I know, but this is Texas, not California. Um, <laughs> come on. And so I didn't know what to do. And I said, but you know what? I want to go online. And, and, and so... This, this, this Messianic Jewish synagogue that allowed us to use their cameras. They, they said, Pastor, we put in $40,000 worth of cameras. Go ahead and use them in the afternoon. I said, okay, I want to do it. And all of a sudden, people that we didn't know started supporting the work financially. And it's been amazing to see just by the support here from, from Paramount, from my home church, the prayers, just, just blessing us. I remember we first went out there. We needed some, uh, speakers, and Pastor Omar sent me some speakers, and that was all we needed. We went out and did a, a worship night in a park. Nobody came, but the Holy Spirit was there. But can I tell you, God is faithful. God is faithful. If he can use somebody like me, he can use anybody. He can use anybody. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. I know people that are here right now, they're wondering if God can use them. He can use you. If you allow him to, he will use you. He could change your life. There's freedom in Christ. He knows every person. He knows every struggle he knows every circumstance he knows what you've been praying for he knows what you've been feeling what you've been dealing with all these different things he knows allow the holy spirit to guide you you can start playing omar i'm I'm gonna read this last story it's about henry ford and the ford factory so if you've heard it just kind of play along and listen to me my pastor probably shared it a number of times but it's about Henry Ford and Charlie Steinmetz. You see, Steinmetz was one of the greatest minds in the field of electricity. He built great generators. He built the ones that got the Ford, the, the Ford plant in Dearborn, Michigan started up. Great generators. And one day those generators broke down all at the same time and the plant came to a halt. They brought in ordinary mechanics. They brought in helpers. They brought everybody they could to fix the generators working on them they couldn't fix it and they were losing a lot of money and finally Ford called Steinmetz the genius came in he seemed to just put her around and mess around with a few things for a few hours and then he threw on a switch that put the great Ford plant back into operation one switch it seemed a few days later Henry Ford received a bill from Steinmetz for, for $10,000 and although it was although he was very rich he returned the bill with a note to Charlie saying, isn't this bill very high for a few hours of tinkering around with motors and generators? And Steinmetz returned the bill to Ford with this note for tinkering and playing around with motors, $10. For knowing where to tinker, 
$9,990. Henry Ford paid the bill. I share that story tonight. It's so powerful to me because sometimes we try everything else when the Holy Spirit knows where to tinker. We try everything else first. You have an amazing church that you've attended. Blessed with an amazing worship team, an anointed worship team that usher just here. The Holy Spirit's already here, but they create the atmosphere. Do you take advantage of that? Do you jump in and say, I just want to get lost in your presence. I just want to get lost in you, Lord. Because once you've been in his presence, there's no better place to be. When you've been in the presence of God, there's no better place. You see, in his presence, your situation can change in an instant. What are you praying for tonight? What are you praying for tonight? God knows. And he's able to do more, abundantly more than you can even ask or even think. And every time I have this opportunity, when I, especially when I come back home to my home church, I remember sitting where you're sitting right now. I remember how I felt when guests, speakers came and, and pastors came and they were sharing their stories of, of where they, when they were here and, and, and now they're doing something for the Lord and it, it, it's, it, it blew my mind. And I used to think they don't know what I'm really going through. But God knows and the Holy Spirit knows. So if you would, I'd like to pray with you. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes and, and as I speak, just listen. Just listen to the Spirit tonight. Because He knows right where you are right now. He knows how you've come in. And when I came to church, I don't know about you, but whenever I came to church, I never wanted to leave the same way that I walked in. Because when I walked in, I used to walk in messed up. I used to walk in tired. I used to walk in angry sometimes. I used to walk, I used to walk in just like feeling like I didn't want to be here sometimes. I used to walk in just like over it sometimes. Man, this is my last time I'm going. I'm going to try one more time. I used to feel that when I used to walk in sometimes because I was tired from the day. I was tired from the week. I was tired of, of people putting me down. I was tired of my boss yelling at me. I was tired because I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I was tired for all these things that were coming down on me. But where was the answer? But I was in the answer. But I wasn't aware of it. I was in the answer already. I was in the presence of God where there's what? Where there's freedom. Don't ever miss that opportunity to be. And where God is, what he's doing. So, man, this church looks is just it's, it's beautiful. And I don't know everybody here. I don't know your story. But some of you I do. And I would ask this because it's so important. I never... I never want to miss this opportunity. But I want to ask this. That if you're in this place, maybe it's your first time, or maybe you've been coming a little while, or maybe you've been coming a, quite a while. And you've been listening to the, to the pastors, you've been listening to the preaching, and it sounds good, but maybe you feel like, I don't know if it can help me. It all starts with receiving the Lord into your heart. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. It's a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer. 
There's no shame in it. God's calling you right now and he's, t- he's tugging on your heart. I can just feel it deeply. I can feel it deeply. He's tugging on your heart right now. He's tugging on your heart. Say, I love you so much. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for getting here. You got here. You pushed through when you didn't want to come and you're still here. You came anyways. You pushed through because you know I've been calling you so long, but you're here. If that's you, if you've never received the Lord into your heart, if you've never asked him to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins, I want to pray with you tonight. I want to make that opportunity because I know God is prompting me and saying they're going to respond tonight. If that's you, it's not to embarrass you, but I just want to pray with you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Amen. I can't see because of lights, but if that's you, if you've never asked for forgiveness, you've ever asked for the Lord in your heart, raise your hand. Hallelujah. And I'll go further. Maybe you have done that. Maybe you have asked him into your heart, but then life's gotten in the way. Uh, struggles have gotten in your way. You know, things have come up. Maybe you're not as, as, as faithful as you once were. Maybe you've been falling short and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I feel like I'm away from God. I feel like I can't go to God with prayers because I feel ashamed of what I've been going through. And you're, you feel like you're away from him. If that's you, I want to pray with you. If that's you, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling away from God right now, you're feeling like you, you know what, I, I just want to, I want to be right in the sight of the Lord, because you know what, none of us are promised tomorrow, and it all starts with a prayer, it all starts in saying, Lord, help me, and he receives you just like that, I want to pray with you, if that's you, would you raise your hand, we'll pray together, amen, I see your hand, you can, you can put it down, amen, over here, too. amen, amen, hands are going up, amen, amen, anybody else? There's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. God's waiting on you. He doesn't want to miss you. Anybody else? If that's you, just want to get right with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Those that raise their hand, look up at me. Amen. Amen. You mean that? Up. Can you come up here? Amen. In the back over there, can you come up as well? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Come on up. Ushers, help me. Bring them on up. Amen. Amen. They're making their way up right here. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Hello. God bless you. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else want to get in this prayer? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on up. Praise the Lord. Come on up. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you, Sandy. For those that have come up, look at me. I want to pray this prayer. I want to pray this prayer. And I want you to repeat after me, but don't say it to me. Say it to the Lord. He loves you so much. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. And we all want to be in right standing with the Lord. 
So, so pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And from this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's pray for them. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those that have responded, Lord, to come, Lord, to receive you into their heart, Lord, to be in a right standing with you. Lord, you love them so much, and I pray, Lord, you continue to build them up, Lord, strengthen them, Lord, guide them and lead them, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, as they seek you, Lord, they would, they would hear your voice, they would feel your presence, they would be sensitive to your spirit, Lord. Father, only you can do that, Lord, and I pray, Lord, surround them with people, Lord, that would encourage them, Lord, that would lift them up to inspire them, Lord, to push them forward, God. Father, only you can do that, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're doing a mighty work in them right now. Oh, Lord, can we all stand to our feet tonight? Oh, you can feel the presence of God in this place. I'm going to open these altars. I want you to come up and pray. Let's pray right now. Let's get a hold of the Lord. He's right here, right now. Don't miss this opportunity. Let's pray and get a hold of the Lord. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.